mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So as was stated at the, during the announcements and as was read just a few moments ago, today is Transfiguration Sunday, well Saturday. Today is trans we are celebrating Transfiguration. There's a lot going on in this moment, isn't there? The disciples go up the mountain. They see Jesus transfigured. So white are his clothes that it blind, practically blinds them. They don't even describe here in Mark what Jesus' face looks like. And then they see Moses and Elijah. And if that wasn't enough, there's a cloud that comes down and God speaks to Peter, James, and John. And there's a lot that happens in this moment. So what in the world, what in this moment, what in this event is the point? What matters the most? Well, we'll take it piece by piece. So a mountain. After six days, they go up the mountain. Peter, James, John, and Jesus. Now, there are a lot of mountains in the history of the faith. There's Mount Ararat, where Noah comes to rest along with the whole ark. It's there on Mount Ararat that God makes a covenant with Noah where he says that he will put his bow in the clouds and promises never to destroy the world by flood again. Then there's Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah is where Abraham goes to sacrifice Isaac. It's where he leads Isaac up the mountain and gives him the bundle of sticks and just at the last moment before the knife plunges into Isaac, God stops him and gives him a ram to sacrifice instead. And there on the top of Mount Moriah, God renews his covenant with Abraham and promises that he will become a great nation. Then there's Mount Horeb. And at Mount Horeb, Moses meets God in the burning bush. God promises that he will save Israel. That same Mount Horeb is also known as Mount Sinai, where Moses comes down, as we read in our Old Testament lesson today, comes down with the Ten Commandments. There at Mount Sinai, God creates another covenant, a covenant with Israel, that he would be their God and they would be his people. There's Mount Carmel, where Elijah defeats the prophets of Baal in that great epic battle where there, God sends a fiery comet or something like it, and it eats up the entire sacrifice altar and water. And then Elijah leaves there, goes, hides at Mount Horeb, where he talks to God, and God reveals himself in a small, still whisper. In the New Testament, Jesus, his most famous sermon is the Sermon of the Mount. And now here we are in Transfiguration. 
walking up a mountain. See, mountains are where God makes covenants with his people. Mountains are where the prophets and the people of Israel can meet with their God. And now Peter, James, and John are walking up a high mountain with Jesus. Are they expecting to have a moment? Are they expecting to experience the glory of God? Are they expecting to see the fulfillment of the Torah and the prophets? We don't know. We don't know what they were expecting, but we do know that here, as they walk up a mountain, something significant is happening. Because they're where, because of where they are. And then they see some pretty great things. Jesus is transfigured. His clothes shine. It's like the Old Testament reading that we have today, where Moses' face shines because he sees the glory of God. And so his face shines so greatly that nobody else can stand to be near him. They're so terrified. And again, what do we have in our gospel lesson? Peter is so terrified, he just starts talking. Because the glory of God is a scary thing. And so Moses had to wear a veil. But here, in our transfiguration moment, there is no veil. Because the glory of God is revealed in Jesus Christ. Jesus is glorified, is transfigured, but unlike in Moses' day, they get to see exactly who God is. And then they also see Moses and Elijah. See, Moses and Elijah represent two great parts of the Old Testament. Moses represents the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, where the law is written, and Elijah represents the prophets. Those two great parts of the Old Testament, of the scriptures, there in that moment, and yet they pale in comparison to Jesus Christ. Because in this moment, what we see is God glorified in Jesus Christ, as the glory of God revealed as the fulfillment of the Torah and the prophets. That Jesus supersedes and is greater than even Moses and Elijah. For they are there to glorify, to talk to Jesus in his great moments. Both Moses and Elijah were up on the mountains. In fact, the same mountain, Mount Horeb, to meet and talk with God. Both spoke to God. But now we see them speaking to God again, revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. In the mountain, the sight of Jesus transfigured, and Moses and Elijah are there. And so Peter makes another statement. He makes a statement, right? It is good that we are here. Let's make it three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. See, the tent, remember, is the tabernacle, the place 
where Israel worshipped God before the temple was made. And so what Moses or what Peter is saying is that he get, and he completely misses the point is that we should stay here on this mountain and worship Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Now they should worship Jesus. But that is not yet the point. That is not yet the time. The time has not yet come for Jesus to be glorified for all eternity. And then they see something else. A cloud comes down. Now the cloud is also present throughout much of the Old Testament. A cloud always means the presence of God. The first time the cloud really shows up is in the Noah text. Because the promise that God gives to Noah on the top of Mount Ararat is not that the bowl be put in the heavens, but that the bowl be put in the clouds. A pillar of cloud leads Israel out of Egypt. God speaks to Moses from a cloud. The cloud descends on the tabernacle. The cloud is where the glory of the Lord is present. The clouds are even present at the end of, the, of Elijah's exchange with the prophets of Baal. And now here the cloud is again. Right after we've talked about the tabernacle, right after the tent has been brought up, after we've seen Moses and Elijah, after we've seen the glory of God in Jesus Christ. But none of that is the point. All of that is merely a great moment pointing to Jesus. The real moment, the real point of this text here today is what the voice of the cloud says. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. The point of this event the moment, this great moment of transfiguration, is not where they are located on the mountain. It is not this, what they see with their eyes, Jesus transfigured, or Moses, or Elijah, or the cloud. Those things are merely pointing to Jesus. The point is not where they are. The point is not what they see. The point is what they hear. Listen. Jesus. And what is it that Jesus says? As they go down the mountain, Jesus charges them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. See, the moment where this event of transfiguration is intimately tied to the resurrection. This is the second of three times in Mark that Jesus tells his disciples straight out, He will rise from the dead. This moment of transfiguration is a foretaste of the feast that is to come in that great moment of Easter. This is a moment meant to sustain the disciples as they go through the trials of holiness. Because they will go through this moment, this moment where Jesus Christ suffers and dies. But they have already seen his glory. 
and know that at the end of that week, on Sunday morning, Jesus Christ will come back to life to be glorified, but not just for a moment, like on the top of the mountain, but for all eternity, as the resurrected Son of God. We start Lent in just four or five days. On Ash Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, we begin Lent. And Lent is 40 days long. And so in this season of Lent, we are about to spend these 40 days in contemplation, reflection, and repentance. We'll contemplate the suffering of Jesus Christ. We will reflect on why Jesus had to suffer, and we will repent of the sins that caused Jesus to suffer and die. But before we start those 40 days, before we start Lent, before we have this season of contemplation, reflection, and repentance, we have this moment of transfiguration where we are reminded of who Jesus truly is. Where we, with Peter, James, and John, get to go off the mountain to see his glory, see him as the fulfillment of the Old Testament. But then, we will go down the mountain. Because this moment of transfiguration is not the point. The point is that Jesus has come to suffer, to die, and to come back from death, to be raised from the dead. And so this moment of transfiguration is to remind us that the glorified Jesus is there, but not yet. First, he has to suffer and die. And for you and I, the glorified and risen Jesus is here. But not yet. First, we have to get through this veil of tears. The problems of this sinful, fallen world. And so often, as we live in a sinful, fallen world, we get distracted. Sometimes we're distracted like Peter in the good moments. We get distracted by things like the transfiguration, like where we are located, or what we see. And sometimes, we're distracted by the badness of having to come back down the mountain and live in everyday life. But the reminder here today is this. Listen to Jesus, the Son of Man who has come to suffer and die you. Remember this moment at the top of the mountain, because the time will come when that moment never ends, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed to you in your, with your own eyes, and you will see Jesus face to face, but that time is not yet here. For now, you live in hope. With the memory of that mountain. But as you walk in this veil of tears, in this, in this world of sin 
death, darkness, as we enter into Lent, we remember that the point is Jesus' death and resurrection. But you look forward in hope. In hope that the mountain that Jesus is on in the Transfiguration is not the point. No, the point is the mountain called Golgotha, where Jesus will take your sin and there suffer and die. But listen to Jesus, for he has made you a promise that he will come back. And he did, and he will. To take you, his people, Trinity Lutheran Church, to be with him for all eternity, where you will see the glory of Jesus Christ. And so until that day comes, brothers and sisters, remember this moment, but listen to Jesus. In his name, amen.